everybody, it is me, your boy, Stu McAllister with me as always are the dogs, Sadie, thank you for being here, she's giving me stank eye, Ween's over there licking the chair, <laughs> fucking weirdo dog, uh, it's me, Stu McAllister, your host, uh, before I get into the podcast, I'm going to read you a post uh, from someone that I am friends with on Facebook, and I don't think I've ever seen. I sure as heck have never seen this guy perform comedy. But uh, I'm going to read you his post from the 15th of October, and it struck a chord with me. I agree with it. Here we go. If you have a podcast, I'm not sure you're going to want to take unsolicited advice from someone who doesn't have a podcast. Well... That doesn't mean anything. Uh, despite despite the belief of most comedians, most people don't have a podcast. But here's mine. The first few minutes of your show are really, really important. Especially if you're not famous. I think he's talking to me. If you're not famous, you should be treating the first five minutes like you were auditioning for Spielberg. Knowing that at any moment he could yell out, Next! Start by telling us who you are and a little bit about your background briefly. Then tell us about what you're doing here today and why you're really excited about it briefly. Then audition. Uh, then your audition will be the highlights of today's show. A couple of clips from the interview or whatever that will make it impossible for us to change the channel. And don't just do this for one show. Do it for every show. At least until you're famous. Just my two cents. I dumped out of four different podcasts yesterday because the first few minutes were unbearable. Casual banter about the weather isn't as entertaining as some might think. Uh, sunglass emoji. And I agree with this dude. I, uh, I've listened to a whole bunch of podcasts. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know why they're talking. I don't know what the agenda is. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Always under the, uh, the, the, the genre of comedy. And just because you're a comedy-centric podcast doesn't mean, like, uh, it could be anything. So... Uh, probably the majority of you know who I am, Stu McAllister, uh, ex-comedian, retired comedian, and really, when you do comedy, nobody is out there saying that you can never do comedy again. So I don't even like to say those things. I like to say I'm in a holding pattern of not doing comedy. How about that? And what are we doing here today? Ah, we're going to talk about shit, my shit. That's what I do. I talk about my shit. I ramble up front. And then I talk about things going on in the news. Sometimes the rambling's longer than normal, but there you go. Is it funny? No. <laughs> it's constant swearing occasionally funny. So you're caught up. That's what the podcast is. If you like uh, some weird random dude rambling, it's a good podcast for you. If you like constant swearing, it's a podcast for you. If you don't really like laughing a whole lot, this podcast is for you. So that's it. I agree. I agreed with everything this guy said. His name is Jim Holder. Do you guys know him? He's a comedian based out of Houston. And uh, I don't know, we're just Facebook friends. I'm Facebook friends with so many comedians, although I'm not going to lie to you folks. I've been weeding out, been weeding out my Facebook uh, fan, uh, friends. I had 5,000 and I'm down to 3,700. So I'm slowly but surely getting rid of people. Or maybe people are slowly but surely getting rid of me. Either way, I'm okay with it. I like to tell people, odds are pretty fucking good 
If you were to unfriend me, I probably wouldn't know. Probably wouldn't know. You could just slip away into the ether. And I wouldn't fucking know. And it would be okay. And that that's for me too. I When I hit unfriend on somebody, I don't tell them. I just fucking do it. Because odds are, they ain't going to fucking remember me or they're gonna they're gonna be like oh where the fuck's Stu the only reason they might do that is because like oh god Stu uh used to wish me cake every birthday oh my god and I'm like oh god fuck fuck motherfucker so there we go there's no theme song I fucking hate theme songs for podcasts if you have a theme song for your podcast Good for you. You like it. I'm not, I, you know, it's, to me, it's a whole editing thing. It's editing and uh, producing. And this podcast has no production value. Zero. Zilch. Not a fucking one. You get warts and all on this motherfucker. This motherfucker. It's a lot of fucking swearing. It's a lot of fucking swearing. I want a whole bunch of fucking jerseys this weekend, everybody. For those who are unaware, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Born and raised right outside of Buffalo, 15 minutes away, more or less. And uh, the Bills have straight been crushing it this year. They've been doing well the last three years. I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to start buying a jersey. I don't know why. I just did. And this weekend I won um, five autographed jerseys. Two, a home and away Levi Wallace, a home and away Daryl Talley, and uh, my, probably my favorite, although it's dumb, uh, autographed John Smoke Brown. So all those five were all autographed. And then I won two others, Kyle Williams, and I re- uh, got a Color Rush Tyrod Taylor. And I know a lot of you are like, what the fuck's Color Rush? Color Rush is when they wore jerseys that were a different color than they normally would wear. And for the Bills, it was red. Fucking love that goddamn jersey. And Tyrod Taylor, I feel obligated to the guy because that motherfucker, uh, he follows me on Twitter. And I'll say that out loud. Fucking Tyrod Taylor follows me on Twitter. Why? I got no fucking clue. He follows 300 people and has like, 180,000 followers. I don't know why the fuck he follows me. No, zero fucking clue. But I'm taking it. So nice to win those jerseys. It's I've looked. I look on numerous sites. I'm a I'm a bargoon shopper. I like to get a deal if I can get a deal. So I, you know I peruse eBay. That's another auction site that I'll look at. And fuck for whatever fucking reason, the the, the jerseys on eBay are much more expensive. And I think it's probably because people are much more aware of eBay than these other auction sites. You know, eBay is like fucking the Kleenex of tissues, right? Everybody knows it. Everybody goes to it. Everybody's satisfied with it. Not knowing that they can probably get a better price somewhere else. Because I, I looked at these prices. I'm like, fuck you. There, I know you guys don't know who Fred Smurlis is. He was a football player, defensive football player for the Bills when I was like a kid. When I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. And they had one, an autograph one of his over there for like $180. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking 0% of this world knows who the fuck Fred Smurlis is. 
and nobody's spending like 180 bucks on an autographed jersey. Fuck that shit. Uh, the other two I won off of Goodwill, the Kyle Williams and the Color Rush uh, Tyrod Taylor, got it off Goodwill. I feel okay with that. You get a pretty good price, and then the money goes to a good thing. There you fucking go. It's good. So last night, I was asked by a buddy in person to my face to attend a comedy show last night. And this comedy show was a contest. And for those who don't know, I'm not a huge fan of contests. Comedy is very subjective. What makes me laugh? You might fucking hate what makes you laugh. I might fucking hate. It's just one of those things. Can't I just go up there and tell jokes? Why does it, you know, you can't like throw a joke. You can't lift a joke. You can only tell a joke. And even then, sometimes you're just the fucking joke. So uh, I was like, all right, man, I will go. And I did. And uh, I'm just going to tell you couple things right off the bat uh most people who do contests it's for new people inexperienced people people who are trying to figure shit out and uh you know a good portion of time these contests are geared towards people bringing out crowds because the crowd votes and picks so the more people that you know that are there that will probably vote for you the more likely you might win and move on, regardless of if you are deserving of it. Right? Okay, you with me so far? We all get a ballot, a piece of paper with all the comedians' names on it, and then uh, I think there were 10, and then you circled the top three that you enjoyed, and then four people moved on to the next round. So we're going through the whole thing. I don't know everybody performing. I know more than half at least. And I'll say this, I was very pleased with the the growth that I saw. I haven't been to a comedy show since March of 2020, so it's been like a year and a half. I haven't performed since then, so it's been a long time, everybody. Do I miss it? Yes. Do I miss contests? No. (laughs) Fuck no. So I was very pleased to see the growth in a lot of these comics that I haven't seen in a while, whether it was content, stage presence, uh, material, all all of that stuff. It was really good. But then there were a a couple people, one one person in particular, who who swore and, and motherfucker was like their punchline. I didn't keep track. But if I had kept track, I'm sure this person in the eight minutes that he was on stage said motherfucker 30 plus times. There's no reason for you to say motherfucker 30 plus times in eight eight minutes, right? Whether you're doing comedy or anything else. And a good portion of the time, that shit works. Uh, dumb crowds love dumb jokes and shit like that can go on. P- people uh, mistake obscenities for, for comedy, obscenities for humor. Oh my God, this guy's saying something outlandish. Uh, I'm nervous. I don't know what else I should do. I suppose I should laugh. I'm like, fucking Christ. Fucking Christ. And thank God... 
that guy did not move on. Uh, he did way better than I thought he should, but I guess the crowd ultimately was like, mm, I can't vote for this piece of shit. I can't vote for this motherfucker. Now, I won't necessarily agree with everything the crowd voted on and the crowd liked. Two of the three people I voted for moved on. Uh, the one that I voted for that did not move on was the guy who asked me to come. <laughs> so he saw my ballot because I was sitting in the corner. All right, It's funny, there, at this, this show, they just had big round tables, right? So probably like 10 people could sit at a table. And the place was pretty full. This show will consistently get good crowds. And these people are there specifically to watch the show because there's nothing else going on. There's no televisions on. There's no bar. It's not in a bowl. It used to be in a bowling alley. It's not in a bowling alley anymore. If you're at this show, it is because you are going to this show. And there you go. So it's good crowds. Good. So I would assume 40 to 50 people, which is a good crowd for essentially what's an open mic. So my buddy saw who I voted for, who I circled. He knew, and I didn't give a shit. He knew I was going to vote for him. And I'm not going to lie to you folks. I legitimately felt that he was top three. I didn't vote for him specifically because he was my buddy and because uh, he asked me to come and all that shit. I voted for him because uh, he should have. Should have moved on. So he asked me about the other people that I voted for. He's like, why did you vote for these people? And so I told him, he asked, because he, he's, he's still relatively new to comedy. He's still working things out. He's, he's trying to do it the right way. So many new guys do comedy, want to do comedy, and they're fucking, they're making merch after their second open mic. They're, they're, doing dumb things. So I said, first and foremost, I said, I was looking material. What's the originality of the material? Like there were some guys who were on stage last night who were telling relatively hacky material. Hacky can mean a couple things. Hacky can mean they're doing material that's tired, unoriginal, old. And there were guys who do it. And it's not to say the hacky material doesn't work. A good portion of time hacky material does work. And that's why guys continue to do hacking material because they know they can make a crowd, la uh, crowd laugh. But after a while, if you're a good comedian and you're kind of aware of shit, you're going to feel bad about it. You're going to feel bad about doing hacking material. Like, fuck me. I'm not challenging the crowd. I'm not challenging myself. Sure, I'm getting laughs, but fuck. I hate myself. Right? Imagine whoever you are. Like, if you're a great painter... Are you going to feel satisfied painting someone's living room? Probably probably not. That might pay the bills more than you trying to sell art at like an art fair or some shit. Right? You guys understand what I'm saying? You guys you guys you guys are smart crowd. Fans and listeners of the Elemental podcast is smart crowd. So I told them that and then I said I looked at um stage presence. Right? You can be telling good jokes up there but fuck me, man. If you're up there and it doesn't look like you're having a good time, you're not engaged, whatever, you're, what, who cares? I looked at uh, pacing. I looked at editing. Because some people up there too, wean. Knock it off. Go lie down. 
Some people were just up there kind of rambling and meandering, and I'm like, get to the fucking joke. Particularly in a contest. If anyone had asked me, and nobody did, I would have told them, you have eight minutes. Stop fucking around. Why are you going to waste 30 seconds thanking the crowd for coming out or whatever, right? Just get get to the joke. Hammer, 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 punchline, right? Just keep going. So I'm looking at things probably differently than most crowd members. And he got it. He got it. He asked me to listen to his set and review it. And I said, all right, man, if you record it and you send it to me, I will listen to it again and I will give you uh, my critique. And I don't, I don't pull punches. If somebody asks me, I'm like, well, it doesn't do me any good to fucking tell everybody, like, ah, that was a great set, great. What do you learn from that? You don't learn anything from someone going, that was a great set. You learn from like, this is what you should have said. This is how you could have said it. This is a different word that you could have used. So, I, God, fuck, I'm not going to lie. It was fun for me to go and think of uh, tags and callbacks for these guys. I only shared one with a guy that I, I know. I said, hey, man, you should try this. And he's like, oh, fuck, you're right. That'll work. I'm like, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to say I'm, I'm a joke smith or a joke doctor, but I've done comedy fucking long enough that I can help you construct shit. Do I want to teach a class? Fuck no, man. I, I don't ever want to tell anybody fucking how to do a joke, how to write their set. I can just give them advice on fucking... What they should do, I suppose. So there you go. so it made for an early morning day. For those who don't know, I drive for Dippin' Dots Ice Cream, owned by the single-A baseball team here in Grand Rapids. And I drive all over the great state of Michigan delivering Dippin' Dots to schools, restaurants, grocery stores, bars, whoever the fuck wants it. And so uh, today was a lot of schools in the Detroit area, in the Detroit area. And it was all right. I, I'm I'm so used to doing it that uh, you know it, it's second nature for me. It's not a problem. I have zero issues with it. It just makes for a long day because the first stop I get to is over two hours away. It's a long fucking start for your day. Woo! But we got through it. Everybody got through it. I made some phone calls. I got a guy coming to look at my furnace they're like oh my god you, you got a call we got well, you're on the red carpet maintenance program i don't know what the fuck that means we'll come and we'll inspect your furnace okay okay let's do it it's it's, it's gonna start getting chilly it's uh mid late october here i'm like it's gonna get fucking chilly okay we'll be there november 24th what that's some over that's five weeks from now fuckers trust it's gonna be super cold here in like two weeks you dicks five weeks fuck what the fuck 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 me what am i gonna do though right i'm not handy at all long time listeners no i'll go down and i'll change out the filter that's about the best i can do changing out the filter Ugh. I'm always amazed when I hear from people who didn't even know they had a filter in their furnace. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ on a cracker. You haven't changed your filter? 
So I suppose I should probably do that today or within the next week or so. Fuck me. So tonight, tonight, I am going to go to the Reservoir Lounge on Plainfield Avenue in good old Grand Rapido, Michigan. Why, Stu? Why? Why are you going to do it? Well, because the uh, the aforementioned Buffalo Bills are playing a Monday night game against the Tennessee Titans. It should be a good game. I imagine the Bills are going to win. I got a bet on the game with Kenny from Nashville. If the Bills win, he's going to have to wear a Bills jersey for a day. If the Titans win, I'm going to have to wear a Titans jersey for a day. Simple as that. I like bets like that as opposed to money. I, I've been making bets at a casino on games. If the Bills win tonight, I'll be 3-0 and for the week. I'm only betting three games at a time. I don't feel like I need to make any more. So, so I'll be over there doing that. Bills Mafia. I'm in a Bills Mafia group on Facebook for West Michigan. I was like, hey, come out. I know one guy's coming out, converted a Lions fan. They'll be coming out. It'll be a good time. We're going to make it for a long-ass night. I'm going to have to get up fucking early again. But fuck me. Fuck you. We'll fucking, we'll fucking do it. I'm just tired, everybody. Just I actually I just want to take a nap. I actually closed my eyes before I started the podcast and I drifted off. I'm like, oh fuck, I cannot drift off because I need to do this shit. Well, so what do I want to talk about with you guys? Uh, well, I heard about this on the news. Uh, the podcast that I listen to, I listen to two news podcasts. Start here and up first. Those are the names. Start here is an ABC one, and up first is an NPR one, and they're both less than a half hour. So I, I dig it. They're just kind of going over the news, and apparently, um, shockingly, and by shockingly, I mean not at all. There was a kidnapping that happened in Haiti. Now Haiti's a shithole. Uh, there's seemingly always like, nah. Uh, Fucking natural disasters happening there. Uh, the government is corrupt as fuck. I believe their president was assassinated just a couple months ago. God know who's in charge of that fucking shithole country. It's just a wreck, right? I know it's down there in the Caribbean, right? Am I wrong? Haiti and uh, what is it? The is it the Dominican Republic? Right, they share the same island. The island's like cut in half, I think. Am I a fucking moron? Do I gotta check God name Google? Yes, I will check fucking Google. Let me see here. Haiti map. Boom. Let's see. Images. Images. And uh, yep. God knows why they took this little shithole island and they cut it in half. Half is Haiti. Western half is Haiti. Eastern half is Dominican Republic. Why the fuck would they do that? It's a little shithole island. Why wouldn't they just make the whole thing one country? But anyway, it's a shithole. I know people like to go there on vacation, but it's like, it's one of those things. You go to these third world countries, it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, it's the greatest. When you're staying on the goddamn resort, you leave the fucking hotel, you're going to die. And uh, that's what happened. 17 people were kidnapped 
by this fucking crazy gang, the 400 Mawazo, whatever the hell that is. That's more than the six-member mafia, more than the listeners of the Elemental Podcast. 400? Jesus. I'd kidnap and kill some motherfuckers for 400 listeners. That'd be the greatest of all time. But like I said, they kidnapped 16 Americans, one Canadian, five of them were children, and one is just two years old. Who the fuck's kidnapping a two-year-old? These assholes, these the 400 fuck fuck nucks. The 400 uh, dick bags. These people that were down there, and it always I'm it always makes me go, why were you fucking down there? I'm not blaming them for getting kidnapped. But if you're in a place where kidnapping happens, they've had over 600 goddamn kidnappings this year. 600, everybody. That would tell me I should probably not go to this fucking country, particularly as an American. Everybody hates Americans. We should probably not go there. They'll kidnap us and then chop off our balls. But, uh, so they got kidnapped. And it just made me go, God, are these guys, are the 400 fucknucks, are they dumb as shit too? Because you just kidnapped 16 Americans. And your country's in disarray. And it makes me go, okay, Biden's going to send in a SEAL Team 6. They killed fucking Bin Laden. Uh, they're going to go in and just straight fucking castrate the, the 400 fucknucks. So I don't get it. These people were down there for a Christian aid ministry. They're down there, I don't know, building homes, educating people. I'm not exactly sure what the ministry does. Uh, Representative Bob Gig, Bob Giggs, Bob Gibbs, one of the Gibbs brothers, Republican from Ohio, because that's where this Christian organization, Christian aid ministries is based out of. He released the following statement. We reached out to Christian Aid Ministries to offer any assistance we can provide. We are not commenting on details for the time being. We are ready to work with the appropriate agencies as needed for a peaceful resolution. We urge the Biden administration to ensure the safety of Americans abroad, which is code for execute those motherfuckers. Congressman Gibbs is praying for everyone's safe release. So, well, clearly Congressman Gibbs did not release that uh make that statement if they're saying Congressman Gibbs is praying for everybody. Just crazy, man. I encourage everybody to go travel. Just don't travel to third world countries. Man, that's the last thing that that Haiti needs is for these fucking, these dumb gang members to fucking kill some missionaries. How good it, they're just bringing shit down on themselves. They immediately should have been like, oh, our bad. Here you go. Here's 50 bucks too. Get out. We want to fuck with you. We don't want to bring down the wrath of SEAL Team 6. We're hot shit here in Haiti, but anywhere else, we're fucking third world shit fucks. All of these countries. I mean, Haiti's been shit since I was a kid. Papa Doc and all these fucking assholes. These dictators who take over. They just manipulate the the people of the country, the people that they're supposed to protect and everything else. It's all fucking manipulation. It's 
because everybody's greedy. Everybody's just fucking greedy. That's what it is, man. Just greedy. Uh, I've talked a lot about Patrick Mahomes lately, and I it is none of it has ever been about Patrick Mahomes. The first time I talked about his dumb fucking uh, fiance to be, his his wife to be, she said some dumb shit. I talked about his mom yesterday because she said some dumb shit. Now I'm going to talk about his brother because he's done some dumb shit. The Kansas City Chiefs were playing the Washington football team yesterday. And the Washington football team has been in the news lately, not necessarily just for going through the process of changing their name, but also because of all of this awful shit, this, these email scandals that have occurred uh, in their organization. So to cover shit up, they decided that they were going to retire Sean Taylor's n- number and jersey. And uh, so that's a good thing. Sean Taylor was a player for the Washington football team. He was a really good player. He, and he was tragically killed on a home invasion at his house. He was only 24 years old when he was shot. Jeez. Cut down in the prime of his life. Yeah, hell, he might he might still be playing now. He was only 24. It happened in 2007. Fuck, he could still be playing now. He'd be older. But possible so you know it's all good but for whatever reason um when patrick mahomes plays football he just brings his dumb fucking family with him and uh i i fucking destroyed the mom yesterday i got no love for her and her his younger brother just seems as much as a fucktard as the fiance to be and the mom his name is jackson mahomes and I want to see this fucking guy. Um, he's on Twitter. And I just, he's got a blue check mark. And I'm always wondering how these guys who, they're just relatives of somebody. They're not, they're not fucking famous or do anything themselves. So why are that? Why do they got the blue check mark? Why do they got so many followers? This guy's got 30,000 followers on Twitter. Why? He's also on Instagram and TikTok. I think I heard he's got like a million followers on TikTok. Another reason why I don't want to be on TikTok. Dumb fucking idiot's got a fucking shit ton of followers. But what this guy did, he likes to put stupid videos up on TikTok where he does these dumb little dances. And uh, apparently when he was doing this dumb dance yesterday, he did it on Sean Taylor's memorial logo. He's wearing this fucking pink, pink sweatshirt, zipper pink sweatshirt, and he's just, he's not even really dancing. He's just kind of shaking his shoulders. He's I he's doing a white man dance to be perfectly honest. It's nothing cool, nothing interesting. But he did it on top of the fucking logo. And uh, so everybody's like ripping on him. Why are you standing on the dead guy who they're honoring today? Why are you standing on his logo? Now he apologized 
for it, saying like, oh, I don't know, they told us to stand here, and so I was just standing where they told us to, but I, I'm not sure how much I buy that, because the whole thing is like, it's roped off. There's, a, you know, plastic chain link fence around this logo, and I'm not really sure they would fucking tell you to go stand on this. Hey, the shit that we have, like, roped off, yeah, go stand in the middle of it. And I don't know, how about you look down? Hey, the ground is painted in the shape of a number. Maybe I should fucking pay attention to it. I'm not buying any of it, everybody. This guy, I'm assuming he's, like, late teens, early 20s would be my guess. So he's still a young man, but fuck me. Pay attention to shit. Yeah, it says here, the social media star was pictured standing on the number 21 logo, which was sectioned off by a white rope with his brother's fiance. You fucking idiots. Hey, should we be standing on this? No, you shouldn't, you fucking idiot. Stop dancing like I'm having, like you're having a seizure or something, you idiot. He's just dumb. He's just stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Ah, uh, Patrick... I would uh, encourage you, I know you're not listening, but I would encourage you to divorce your family, get away from your mom, get away from your younger brother. They're just going to create stupid problems for you. Pro probably not marry Brittany. I know you have a child with her, so you're fucking attached to her for like 18 years. But uh, yeah, don't have anything to do with them. They're dumb. They're going to drag you down. They're going to fucking drag you down. So uh, the football team trying to cover up shit with this uh, quickly put together ceremony and uh, Patrick Mahomes family being fucking dicks. They're going to be dicks. They're going to be fucking dicks. They're going to be fucking dicks. All right. I got two stories that are just fucking crazy. This first story here that I want to talk to you about is about a dude who's just dumb as shit. Uh, this happened in Florida, of course. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Uh, this guy was having some, uh, he's having a medical issue. Shortness of breath. Uh, just not doing so good. So they called in the ambulance for him. And when the ambulance showed up, this guy had to have been high. I, I, I don't know what the hell is going on here. Um, he, he got back in the back of the ambulance on his own, apparently took off all of his clothes. And what do you think he started doing, everybody? He took off all his clothes. What do you do when you take off all your clothes? This guy started fucking whacking off. <laughs> and I'm not exactly sure of this. This guy's name's Terry Majors. He's 30 years old. Gets in the back of the ambulance, starts whacking off. But he's using a con he had a condom on. What's the point of you whacking off with a condom on? That's weird. So he's in the back of it. Apparently, he was using an ice pack to pleasure himself. Well, I don't. Again, I don't know if I'd put an ice pack on my nuts to fucking pleasure myself. Not a whole lot of pleasure in fucking cold nuts. <laughs> oh man, I love it when I got cold nuts. <laughs> 
Um, so clearly the people there were like, uh, yeah, we got to arrest this motherfucker. So the EMTs uh, called police and uh, police came when they got to the hospital and they charged uh, good old Mr. Majors with uh, indecent exposure. Exposure of sexual organs. <laughs> he was recently released from jail after serving a one-year sentence on felony drug charges. There you go. So this guy was probably uh, getting into his own stash, doing math or something else. What makes you think, you know what's going to be in my best interest? Whacking off in front of strangers in an ambulance. You think maybe that was like a fucking... Uh, bucket list thing for him you know everybody's got their weird bucket list stuff usually it's like i want to go to paris i want to jump out of a plane his was like i want to whack off in front of emts in an ambulance we all got our own thing everybody and that was his thing he's whacking off jesus could you do that i don't know man i think it'd be too distracting the sirens it's too much. Too much noise. Too much pressure. People are watching you. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Just as dumb. You would think this would have happened in the great state of Florida as well. It did not. It happened in the great state of Missouri. The show me state. And this woman showed them. Now, she didn't decide to fucking masturbate in front of anybody. Instead, what she decided to do was uh, take off all her clothes and essentially go streaking on a football field where an eighth grade football team was practicing. Jesus Christ. This lady's name, Lacey Uth. Uth? Utha? Ute? Wu Tang? Wu Tang? How old is this bitch? 29? No, she's 29. I don't think it says here. She ran ran in front of 29 8th graders. That's what that is. So apparently her excuse was, I got high on heroin and I had to leave my house. I thought I was going to die. I need help. So running across a football field naked where uh eighth grade football team is practicing is probably not your best choice and this woman her hair is out of fucking control she is the kind of woman where you do ask hey do the carpets match the drapes and you sincerely hope not because her hair color is insane and she's got a lot of it yet she's managed to shave half her head it makes me go, is this some shit you did while you were high on heroin? No, I've never been high on heroin, thank God. And this woman should be uh, the poster child for why you should never do heroin. Look at this, everybody. This is what can happen to you if you do heroin. Oh my God, I never want to do heroin. Look at this fucking dumb skank. <laughs> She's gross. This is her mug shot, I'm assuming, from the hospital. She's wearing, like, a hospital gown. You guys have all worn hospital gowns, right? I recently wore mine uh, when I had my uh, 
my colonoscopy done. They had me wear one. It's just showing your ass for the world. And for me, these hospital gowns don't even go down to my knee. It's like I'm wearing a mini skirt. My balls are hanging out for everybody to see. It's unpleasant. So just dump. Don't do heroin, everybody. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing good comes from it. Apparently, you uh, go streaking, and uh, maybe you jerk off in, in, in ambulances in front of EMTs. Ne neither are good situations. She is facing, and maybe it's because it's kids, a, uh, she's charged with a sexual misconduct involving a child under 15, a Class E felony. So the other guy just gets a misdemeanor for jerking off. She's getting felony for being naked in front of kids. So whatever you do, everybody, if you're going to commit a crime, just make sure there's no kids around. Fuck. You got that, you get that goddamn felony. I mean, personally, I would think the dude jerking off deserves more than the chick just being naked, but whatever. Whatevs. Don't do drugs, kids. Heroin's a hell of a drug. That's it. I'm done. I got some shit to do before I leave to go watch the game tonight, but, uh... If you guys can do me a solid and go like the Facebook page and Twitter page, if you're following me on Twitter and you give a shit, I'm going to be giving away a Bills jersey on Wednesday, or you have an opportunity on Wednesday. I'll probably pick a winner on Thursday. But uh, but there you go. So you're interested about that, so uh, go like the Elemental Podcast page on Facebook or Twitter. You can like mine. It's just Stu McAllister. Uh, and then if you can do me a solid... And go like these four things. You probably have if you're a long-time listener of the podcast, if you're brand new. I like to promote things. Exposure, baby. First and foremost, Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine, they do a podcast called Another Episode Podcast. Go make that your fourth favorite podcast. They talk about movies that shape their childhood, so these are movies that are good 20 years old or older. And uh, since it's October, they're doing scary movies. They're going to be doing arachnophobia, which I have never seen. Where, is, where, can, where can we watch arachnophobia? Where can I watch arachnophobia? Hold on, everybody. Uh, arachnophobia. It came out in 1990. I'm sure it's a classic. I don't think I've ever seen it. Watch the movie. Um, fuck, you're going to have to pay for it, everybody. You're gonna, it's yeah. You're gonna have to pay for it. It's showing nowhere for free. So, uh, so there you go, arachnophobia. But uh, go give them a listen on your favorite podcast platform and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go like my boy John Midgley. He's got to pay for his magic stuff. He is a magician, a social worker, an artist, an all-around good dude. So his magic page is Magic JBM. Go like it. Follow along. You'll see videos that he has. You'll see art that he does. You'll see videos of other uh, magicians. It's good shit. So go like his page, Magic JBM. Then uh, Adam House and his wife Stephanie, they eat coleslaw. They do Facebook Lives themselves eating coleslaw. They give it the yay or the nay. They do all this on the Facebook page, the Sunday Slaw. Go like that. You hear them talking about coleslaw, giving good reviews of the coleslaw. Good in the sense that the reviews are good, not necessarily that the coleslaw is good. So, but uh, so go follow along there at Sunday Saw. And then, last but not least, the whole thing donut shop in Forney, Texas, is a gourmet donut shop. Fancy donuts, 
special donuts, great tasting donuts. Go like the page, and if you ever happen to be in Dallas, go check them out because that's where uh, Forney is. Forney's a suburb of Dallas. The whole thing, Donut Shop. Like their page on Facebook. So do those four things for me. Another episode podcast, Magic JBM, The Sunday Slaw, The Whole Thing, Donut Shop, and Forney, Texas. That's it. Please consider subscribing to the Patreon. It's the same shit as this, just more of this shit. Just five bucks a month, one less ice mocha mocha in your life. And uh, trust me, I could I could use that five bucks. So you guys are great. I love you. I will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll have one more money from the Bills winning. And uh, Kenny from Nashville will have to wear a Bills jersey. I'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Okay, bye.